Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 32 of the Frisky Whiskey. Mike D., we definitely have a unique episode this evening. I can't believe it's episode 32. I can't believe it's episode 32. And it's special for two reasons. It is for 32. Three. Well, three reasons. Three reasons. Yeah. Three. 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 I'm lost on the three. I got two here. Well, we have. Well, this is our first two. time smoking a cigar live oh, on the show. This is true too. This is true. We're trying something new tonight. Yeah, we're trying something new. So tonight's show, we're gonna have we have a very special bottle of Willet, and yeah. we have an extremely special guest tonight. We do. We do. This is gonna be a, a great show. So I'm gonna introduce our guest first. Absolutely, you should. This is the man of the hour with the cigars of the power, not to be sour. This is Rob, the cigar guy. It is. <laughs> right. So you all hear us always welcome. talking about Fox Cigar. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Rob. Rob's from Fox Cigars. They decided to come out here and set us straight. Okay. I, I, thank you guys for having me on. I, I got to tell you, it's an honor to be on Frisky Whiskey. Oh, thank you. It's thank an you. honor to have you. Thank you. <laughs> and we have a great whiskey for tonight that you, I think you're really going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And you brought some great cigars. In fact, what, what's, the name, what's the name of the brand of cigar you brought tonight? So what we brought here is a a variety pack of Davidoff cigars. Okay. okay. Um, we actually sell this kit online at foxcigar.com. Okay. And we call it the Davidoff Experience. Um, there, it's five different Robustos. Um, the the main reason I, I went with this kit, I mean, we, we're going with a, well, it's got a good reputation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly what you would think of when you think of, you know, the top of the line, but when you're, when, when you're dealing with a specific uh, flavoring or, uh, bottling that they've done, mm-hmm. a rare bottling that mm-hmm. they've done that's not inexpensive. There's no reason to try to do a uh, uh, penny-pinching type cigar to save right. money on the cigar. We want to hit this with, with everything it's got. Yeah. So if okay. you're putting on a, a dinner uh, for your friends and you're going to have a nice bottle of, of whiskey or scotch or, or bourbon, rye, whichever one this one is, uh, it might be a good idea to start bringing some special cigars for your guests as well. Okay. okay. Right. That's good to, to know. The, the yeah. dinner experience. Yeah, we, we love those packs. We, we yeah. order those packs all the time from you guys, yeah. and we love your shipping. So, yeah, you guys are awesome <laughs> out there. Yeah, free shipping on anything over yeah. $25. Uh, you guys That's are awesome out there. All right, so for our whiskey tonight, we do have an eight-year-old weeded Kentucky straight bourbon. Rob, why don't you tell us about this bourbon? Talk to us about this. <laughs> well, well, get me out of the cigar world. <laughs> we um, make all our guests read, and and, 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 and and trust me, I love some good whiskeys and scotches. Um, well, to tell you about this weeded Kentucky straight bourbon by Willie, and you've already talked about the price point at, at two twenty, but just like with any great liquor, um, getting your hands on it for that price is the tough. Yes, is, mm-hmm. is, the, is the challenge. Because a lot of times people will buy that and bam, straight on eBay, six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the middleman gets cut out completely. Um, so there's, there's a so it's 108 proof, which is, is yeah. And again, with me, as I'm getting older, oh, I try, I try to back away from those. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've learned that some of, some of these higher proof ones can be actually smooth. Yeah, and not, it's kind of weird. Sure. Yeah, sure. it's, it's actually kind of weird. Yeah. You know, but they get you a little more drunk, I think. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. they do. That's oh, yeah. that's yeah. The, the, it's yeah. the potent factor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a what's our mash bill here, Rob? All right, so we've got um, undisclosed proportions of corn, wheat, and malted barley. Okay, uh, this was first released in the spring of 2013. It wasn't it wasn't released. It was distilled in 2013 and released in 2022. 
Okay. Now, so the spring of th- 2013 and summer of 2022, so that's actually more than eight years. Mm-hmm. Correct. That, you know, if, I, don't, I guess maybe in this world, you, they either round up or round down. <laughs> I guess. Depending on how they want to sell it. Maybe it's like it. eight years and like nine months or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? I mean, we don't like know. With, we just know yeah. it's spring and, and summer. And again, a lot of the, the stories and the histories behind these, these, these liquors are really we're at the behest of the person telling us the story and yeah. hoping that all that's true. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is, you know, a lot, and a lot of these stories, a lot of these histories are also folklore to a certain degree. Correct. Or, or, Correct. You know, there's no, there's no, some, some well, stories don't have proof backing them up. Yeah. Well, it's almost you know? like, it's like a, it's like the family legend of something. Yes. Right. And then yeah. you just, it gets passed from generation to generation. By the time you get to it, it's all muddied and yeah. who knows whose name it was, but it was some dark guy from some yep. dark place. And you're just like, all right, cool. I got it. He'd made whiskey. All right. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to pour some, I'm going to pour us a little shot. We're going to take a little taste with this, but once you tell us the history of Will here, Rob. All right. Well, if we get into the, the deep history the Willett family name goes as far back as 1684 with Edward Willett as a master pewter. It's a little perverted. <laughs> from <laughs> master pewter. <laughs> and from 1692 to 1792, the Willets would call George County, Maryland home. It wasn't until seven, and then in 1792, Willett Jr. moved to Kentucky. And coincidence or not, that's the same year Kentucky became a state. Uh, John David Willett was born a little later in 1841 and would become a third owner of the master distiller at Moore, Willett, and Frank Distillery. During his lifetime, John was the master distiller at four other distilleries in Kentucky. In 1883, Aloysius Lambert Willett was born and by the age of 15 was in the bourbon business, 15 years old. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we've really gotten away from the fact that young people... Used to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Because <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> so by 1909, Aloysius, Aloysius Lambert Willett was born and would become founder and president of the Willett Distillery in Bardstown. In 1937, on St. Patrick's Day, the Willets put their first barrel into storage. By the 40s, they introduced old Bardstown, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. That's a mouthful. (laughs) In the 1960s, Willop developed Johnny Drum bourbon. After an ownership change in 1984, which to this old guy seems like yesterday, the the Colesveen family, Willett Distillery began making small batch boutique bourbons, for example, Noah's Mills. Have you had that? Yes, Mm -hmm. I have a bottle in my house, actually. It's really good. It is. I've seen it. I I haven't poured it. It's like it's like a classic wine bottle too. Yeah. It looks like a Pinot Noir. Also, I really like the label on them. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight Willet Pot Still Reserve Bourbon debuts in the signature pot still shaped bottle. There's the history. We have those too. We got the and we have some of those too. That's have you seen the, Have you seen the giant one? Yeah, that's crazy. Have yeah. you seen that giant no, bottle? I haven't. But it's only it, the, it's only double the price. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's just big. Yeah, it's just big. It's <laughs> nothing, yeah, it's nothing special about it other than being a big bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's over here dying. I thought yeah. you'd be all right. Well, seeing, seeing as how you know you're from Arizona, right? Hey, <laughs> oh, there's a dry heat. I'm loving these '80s, but this humidity—I honestly feel like I'm swimming right now. <laughs> yeah, when you last so 44 years in Florida, and then I went out to Arizona 10 years ago, and it didn't take long to acclimate to the dry weather. Yeah. and now coming back here, like, like right it, now, I'm yeah. I'm drenched. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> the air is sticking to me. 
All right, so let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit yeah. here now. So for the nose, we got a vanilla, fudge, rye, peppermint, and burnt caramel aromas. Now, I on the website, Wilt's website, they don't talk about the flavor profile at all. So I pulled this from the place I bought it from. So I went online, and I found other reviews on them and flavor profiles, but I decided, because all of them are just different. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to use the one where I bought it from. And just, just use it from there. We'll, we'll go from there. We've had crazy yeah. flavor profiles that weren't even close to it. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. So we got, like I said, the, the nose has vanilla, fudge, rye, peppermint, and burnt caramel aromas. All right, let's see. I'm not, I don't know what I'm getting. Neither so. do I. <coughs> it actually just burnt my nose. <laughs> so I've attended a hundred or more whiskey events where we bring okay. in an ambassador from the actual company okay. to talk to our customers and the people participating in the tasting and explain to them, you know, the flavor profiles they should expect, how it was made, why it was made that way. Yeah. Um, and then as you sip them, they tell you how to, how to, how to do the taste. Are you actually breathing in while you're sipping it? Are you breathing in through your nose, through your mouth? And okay. they tell you why. They'll actually tell you to drink it differently and tell you the different flavors. Oh. And it's amazing. They're great. It's like a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> and then I sit there by myself and I'm like, sip, sip. Oh, Pete, that's all I can taste. <laughs> Too much Pete. Too much Pete. So that's actually what I look for is is how potent that kick is. And if you can, if they can distill a good, pot, a good, a high volume alcohol whiskey without that overwhelming Pete, that almost mm-hmm. gasoline flavor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, then they've they've scored high in my book. Okay. Okay. So let's see what we get here. I still can't figure out the smell here. Um, yeah, let's just go right in. So our, our what we should be tasting is vanilla, oranges, chocolate, black tea, not pico tea, black tea, <laughs> cinnamon, and peppermint. Pico-y. Pico-y, I'm sorry, Pico-y tea. tea. We have one flavor profile. They called out Pico-y tea. I'm like, what the hell is Pico-y tea? Who the hell even knows what Pico-y tea is? Hey, if you're going to explain a flavor, make one up. <laughs> you can't go wrong, right? Hmm. Definitely, that, it's got that 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 spice that from the cinnamon. There's a little orange in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little vanilla. It's a little sweet. It could be caramel. Did it's the typical stuff with bourbon. Did, did you I, water drop these? Not, not, yet, yet. not, yet. Yeah, not okay. yet. I mean, I'm definitely, like, even in the, in the nose, I didn't get any fudge or chocolate, and I'm not getting any chocolate in the taste right now either. Peppermint, maybe that's what that spice is that I'm getting. Like yeah. my, my mouth has got a nice little spice tingle to it right now. So now I'm going to hit the cigar. I'm going to hit the... Uh, so what would you call these? Were uh, I can't this read the that. the, oh, the this cigar that we've chose for the first hour. round of the tasting is the Winston Churchill Late Hour. Late Hour, and this is da- not not dandruff. What was it called? Uh, dandruff. <laughs> Davidoff. 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 <laughs> dandruff. Dandruff. So what, what you what you get when you're smoking a Davidoff cigar? Number one, you're getting full consistency. I mean, you can buy a box today, you can and taste that cigar, and it's gonna almost identical to the first one you had 10 years ago. That's the awesome. consistency with Davidoff is unbelievable. There's only a couple of companies that, that can pull that off. And, and this cigar, and this is like nice and mellow. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, ni- a nice, smooth like flavor to it. Not overbearing. So, it's, and it's not going to overtake what I'm drinking, but it's also going to, it's going to go with what I'm drinking based off. I mean, this is good. This is good. So how, would you, right how do you taste a cigar? Like what is the, pr- like how should we be doing this with our whiskey so that we make sure we get the best Gotta watch the best mon- of both worlds. Gotta watch a Monoglusky tape. She knows how to taste. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, actually a great question. Um, if 
if I wanted to do a true cigar flavor profile, I would have probably gone with Lancero's or a Petite Corona type cigar, a much thinner cigar. Okay. okay. Um, personally, for me, I believe that that thin cigar, it because it's all the same tobaccos in each one, just different sizes. Yep. So when you have that thinner cigar, it's pulling in and blending all those flavors quicker okay. than it would be in, like, say, this Robusto or even get it to the Gordos, the larger cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, when you're when the flavor profiles from a cigar, very much like we talked about with the liquor, people want to tell me about the coffee and the nuts and the vanilla, and I smoke it and go, tastes like smoke. Tastes like smoke, <laughs> tastes like cigar. Um, the biggest flavors I, I pull from a cigar, again, like I look for – how smooth the whiskey is without that that real peaty kick yeah okay um i do the same with the cigars personally for me now again cigars are going to be different for everybody i prefer to stay away from the heavy what i call peppery mm-hmm. um, some people refer to it as a harder cinnamon okay but i just say pepper i try to keep it more earth toned and i know exactly what you're talking about too i don't like I, that very much but no. i can tell you i'm not getting that from this late hour oh no with I the know. darker nice. with the darker wrapper I would have assumed this would be a little more bold. Uh, I'm shocked. And again, that might explain why they named it the late hour, late evening cigar, uh, being a little more mellow. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know what the heavy, super heavy cigar, like, you know, I guess before you go to bed. I don't yeah, know. right. <laughs> and, and, and Bedtime I was, cigar. I was debating going with the regular Winston Churchill okay. Robusto, not the Winston Churchill late hour. It's a lighter um, wrapper, which theoretically tends to be, most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, a more smoother cigar okay. uh, a flavor. Uh, 90% of the flavor from your cigar, anytime you smoke a cigar, is coming from the outside wrapper. Gotcha. So it's not from the, the tobacco on the inside Surprisingly, at all. that's a very small part of the flavor profile. Wow. Um, it just burns it for you, basically. And it does, but there is there's stuff magic. That happens. There, there, yeah. there is a skill to what tobacco is off the, the different levels of the tobacco plant that they use for the long fillers mm. in the middle. Okay, or, interesting. So you got fillers, binders. Wrappers. There's usually three, sometimes four le- levels, layers to your cigar. Mm. But okay. 90% of that flavor will come from the final wrapper. Wow. And that's where your, your, your tobacconists out there building the cigars, they actually walk around the field and tell the other farmers, pull these for wrappers, pull oh. these for binders, pull these okay. for fillers. And they'll do that sometimes per tree or per wow. plant. Have you ever been to a... Yeah, yeah. I, I actually got the, the opportunity um, maybe five years ago. Uh, went to Cuba. Okay. Um, spent seven days in an area called Miramar. Okay. Uh, we lived in a house. We were away from the downtown hustle and bustle mm. and really got to, to experience life with the Cubans. Okay. Uh, we um, took a couple, we took a bus out to the Robania farm in okay. Cuba. Robania is a, is a, is a very um, well-respected uh, cigar brand. It's not real, not as popular anymore as it, as it used to be, but it's one of the few original families that's still growing tobacco in Cuba. Okay. Um, as we all know, many of many of the farmers and the families fleed right, like yeah. Cuba um, after the Castro well, takeover. And a lot of them went to Dominican Republic, Dominican, right? Nicaragua. Okay. Um, and they Honduras. took those skill sets with them. Yeah, that's why Fuente. we have those same styles from those areas. Is that because they, they, they took fled? their skills and they actually did the best they could to develop the soil for what they needed. I mean, these guys actually were true farmers. They, right. they knew what seeds went well with what soil and even like rotating their crops. They would mm-hmm. do their tobacco for a couple of years and then grow like banana trees or right. something to change the soil. You mm-hmm. have to do that. Yes. So they had to cultivate and cure their soil in these new countries. Wow. 
to get it as close to what they needed to grow the tobacco that they thought they could grow. And I think they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, you look at a, oh, yeah. a company like yeah. Fuente that came out of Cuba right. and what they've done. And I mean, it goes even beyond the cigar world and the tobacco world for them. They went to a, an area that had virtually no work for anybody. Mm-hmm. And they've created a community out there with schools and hospitals. They so bus, they gave back. They're, they they're giving in, back big time. They bus in the, 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 the families, typically the moms, to come in and work for four hours. Then they send the moms home to be with the children after they get home from school. Wow, oh, what a and, concept. And their idea is to educate <laughs> these children and then employ them later. And it's just wow. this. Oh, sir. Good catch, though. Uh, wow, that was some ninja skills right there, man. It's the shape of the glass that saved me. Uh, yeah, it, it did. Yes, it did. But that was still pretty quick, though. That's what I get for talking with my hands. I have made a small mess. Yeah, <laughs> did you? Right. We'll, we'll we'll yeah, there's some over film. there. Right, we'll, we'll look it up later. At <laughs> <laughs> two, a two twenty a bottle. That, that, that spill was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's probably about twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars spill. No. <laughs> but know, that's talk, amazing. That's that's like a really cool thing to to know that. So I, I mean, I've heard of Fuente, and I think we've actually had some before. Like, knowing, like, there is an actual history from them leaving Cuba and then settling right. somewhere else and trying to rebuild a life and then making it about the community and the families and things like that. That's it, actually it really, really is cool. an amazing story. And, you know, a quick plug, you know, there's no money to be made off of this for anybody, but if any of the viewers are, or listeners are curious to learn any more about the tobacco world, there is a movie on Netflix called Hand Rolled, and it was, it was directed and produced by people within the industry. I okay, believe okay. Pete Tatawahe had a lot to do with it in wow. his Tatawahe line. Is it a documentary or it's it it's a documentary and they it's a documentary and they go and they talk to all these families. And it's amazing for me because I've been lucky enough to meet many of them. Yeah. And to see them on, on the big screen telling their story right. that they've told me it, it, it's uh it was um uh, motivating is it was uh it was it was special. Yeah. Um but it gives you a nice history of the cigar world. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone should check that out. That's called definitely. If, I mean, if you're into cigars or if you're just into history or yeah, yeah, both, absolutely. you know. So yours, you're, you guys were sitting there. I, I gave myself a little bit more because you don't have a drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but did you smell it, though. Did the smell change at all? You know, sometimes, it, you know, because it, it sat there, it got more oxygen in it. It did. It, it did, it, it right? It mellowed out quite a bit. Yeah, there's not much of that harshness anymore. Right. Because I just poured it and I got the harshness again. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a little bit of vanilla now. Okay, so you get more, more, more scents out of that now. Yeah. It's still not the chocolate or anything like that, but yeah, and, and there's definitely something else. And I do believe that 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 flavor profile will change quite a bit with the added water. Added water, yeah. We may even throw an ice cube as a third way of trying. It just just may as well because the people demand it. I still don't know who these people they're are, everywhere. but man, they're they're, they're, they're the, everywhere. The Amish. They demand the Amish. <laughs> the Amish must know because they totally <laughs> they, use technology and yeah, listen. They to love us. our. They, they, we're, we're, <laughs> they love our. We're podcast. the number one podcast <laughs> in the Amish community up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> No one's going to prove you wrong. <laughs> you prove us wrong. <laughs> no, but this, so, I mean, look, so this is, now, Willett has their other purple top series mm-hmm. that are, I, I, look, I kind of read up on those a little bit. You know, they're, you know, they're made in limited batches. They use some, I think they're blended a little bit, and they use yeah. some original Willett whiskey that was, you know, that's been around yeah. forever. In their blend, that's what makes it so makes this a special bottle. There are other purple tops. This is something that knew they were doing. They wanted to make a weeded specialty boutique. Yeah, you know, obviously they know how to they know how to do the market because yeah. they're just they're it's going out at MSRP at two hundred. Yeah, right. You know, I got lucky, got two twenty, but like I said, I'm seeing it for all these prices. Like you said too, someone buys it now, puts it on eBay for seven hundred dollars. Someone's gonna buy it. 
I'm gonna hundred percent buy that. Someone definitely, someone will definitely hundred percent buy. It. Now this is a good whiskey so far. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally enjoying it. Now, my my stance is, I'm not. It is unique, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like the other Willets I've tried. Right. So for that, two hundred dollars for the experience. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But would it would it be something that I'd seek out to have in my closet all the time, my little collection? Um, I'm not sure. It would be the first one I'd go to when I empty it. Right. Right. I wouldn't be jumping back to to grab another one. Right. I might I might check the market and make sure that it's not like, you know, that two twenty price like you found it for. Right. Before I go jumping on it again. And but, this is one of those things you, that sits in your collection for a while too, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're not gonna like like what we did last night, Rob, with the uh, Weller. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, hung out last night. We drank three quarters of a bottle of Weller last night, uh, hanging out, just talking, you know, just yeah. doing what dudes do. Talking fantasy football. Rob and you are what you guys are one and two right now. Ah, oh, sit with one and two, fuckers. Hell yeah, look at you, little girl. Just remember, I was second to worst uh, draft picks too. Yes. That's right. That's right. You guys, I do it right. Worse than mine. I was number two at the last, so I was uh, number eleven. I Wolf, Wolf, Wolf was the last one. I managed to this forget was that it was draft <laughs> and ended up with auto draft, and I, I can't complain. I'm in first place. But I, I thought for sure you were drafting that night on the, on the beaches of Hawaii. He's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. using the beaches of Hawaii. He's got some like you know, yeah, right. Was the plan, and then it didn't happen. Completely forgot. I think I got drunk. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's probably better that way. So, Rob, what 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 what's your go to whiskey? Um, We'll say, we'll say this, we'll it. We go to whiskey when you're home, and you go to whiskey when you're out. Okay, I can explain it. So when I go out, or even sometimes at home, I will start with a Macallan 12. Okay. Very special occasion, I might jump that up and go ahead and spend the money on an 18 or even a 30 if I'm really feeling crazy. Okay. All right. But I got to be honest with you, after that first one, I drop down to Jack Daniels. Like Jack. You're a Jack guy. Right. So maybe if it's the 12, the Macallan 12, I'll do two. Okay. But if I'm going to sit there and drink a few more, it's going to be night. Jack Daniels. Yeah. There's, okay. For me, there's no reason. At that point, I've lost the... Special flavoring and all that. Now right, I'm just yeah, drinking whiskey. Right, it's just drinking whiskey. So yeah, my, my go to what I get at home, buy a few bottles at a time is Jack Daniels. All right, yeah. Have you but ever had like their like a b- bottle and bond or the like, what was that one Jack Daniels number twenty seven or something like love that? It. Love yeah. it. The maple. But there's love also it. the uh, yeah. I think there's the is it the Sinatra one? Does, that, does is that it, Jack Daniels Sinatra? Yeah. Does Jack Dan- have you had that one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually saw it. Yeah, they had it in a yeah, total one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ABC, ABC it wasn't a bad too. price either. It's pretty available, no, and it's yeah. uh, like one of them. I had the hundred and the hundred year anniversary okay. of the Sinatra. I think it was one hundred and fifty proof. Okay. And, wow, uh, one hundred and fifty proof. Um, yeah, and I, you know what I did? Uh, wow. Just on, on this note, I took a car on that. <laughs> I got one of the Jack Daniels single barrel malts, and. Uh, after I was finished with it, I peeled the labels off, and it's now I fill it with mouthwash and keep it on my oh, bathroom nice. sink. It looks nice, cool. nice, <laughs> yes, nice. So you got your cool looking liquor bottle. You don't want to throw it out. Yep. Fill it with yeah. mouthwash. So I know we went to uh, a whiskey university event, and yep. in, in the uh, during the break, he shared with everybody that is it, was, was it my saying it was number twenty seven. It I know it had a gold label. Yes, it was gold. Comes in a gold box, yeah. and it's a maple blend. They use maple wood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maple. They use, either use maple wood or maple soaked wood, maple okay. barrels, and then they soak the Jack Daniels in there, and it is a delicious blend. Yeah, delicious yeah, no, we, yeah. It was very good. I, I always so because I had interesting experiences with Jack and Coke back in the day. <laughs> um, I couldn't even go near Jack Daniels. I couldn't even smell it. The smell of Jack. It's, it's such a distinct smell to yeah. me because how bad I got yep. drunk and sick and multiple times and worst hangovers ever. Yeah. Um, I, there was a, a time period I couldn't go back to it until recently. Honestly, it was really until recently I was like, you know, Jack Daniels really isn't that bad. Like, what's wrong with me? 
you know. Well, well I know it was wrong with me. I mean, but <laughs> well, I think, you know, we come from that that age group where I want to say when we started drinking, but in our drinking age, mm-hmm. um, it was every night every party was supposed to be spring break in our yes. head. So yeah. we were kind of going yeah. crazy with the yeah. drinking, and it's hard to drink liquor, especially whiskey, like like somebody would drink beers. Yes. You know, yeah. you can't. Yeah. So for me, being young and drinking, especially having like Jack and Cokes or Jack and yeah. anything, because we didn't even notice drink our liquor straight. It was everything no, had to be had, a mixed. Had, drink. had to be mixed. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing straight and, ever. And, and it's the mixtures I believe that were making us all sick. Oh yeah, all the all sugar from the sugar. Coke. Oh yes. So I was oh, a beer yes. drinker for twenty years until I met my current wife, and she's the one who's like, "Let me introduce you to something," and just poured me a glass of Kilo Kai rum on the rocks and said, "Sip it." I was like, "Sip it, sip it, sip, sip it. liquor straight," you know, sip and I fell in love. That changed you, and then I started it, it transformed experiencing you. with different different liquors, and yeah, yeah. Now whiskey's my my go to. Okay, whiskey is my all right. So, T, we got to get you some more, and that glass looks yeah. looks looks lonely. I'm I'm a little sad over and here. We're gonna try some drops of water now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So here you are. The drop so is already loaded. What, so, uh, what, what what drops should we do? How many drops? We think we should do here. Well, Three or four. so I'm kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take in the power of Steve. Because he's the one Channel, <laughs> channel Steve. channeling Steve. Right. I'm going to say three drops. All right, Steve working with the Oompa Loompas. Steve working with the Oompa Loompas. Steve and the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> yeah, Steve and the Oompa Loompas. Three drops. So when two, I when I three. when I order my drinks out, I'm going to tell the bartender uh, uh, or the waitress what I or the server what I need. Um, and I order the Jack. I always get Jack on the rocks, and I always get lots of small ice. I don't care for the the blocks the or the, yeah. the okay. balls. They have their purpose, and they, they, they melt well, evenly. Good. You're lucky, because that's what we have. Yes, well, at least for the next next go-around. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, in an old-fashioned, yes, I want that big cube. Mm-hmm. But if I'm drinking something straight, I want the small ice cubes, too. Yeah. I like that. I like when the ice melts into the drink, yeah. and it changes as I'm going along, especially when I'm out. Cause sure. it, and also, I, I last longer. It puts me a little bit more on a... a like cruise a, control. Yeah, marathon instead of a sprint, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but... I lost my train of thought here. So yeah, so I, I do ice. like I do like how the ice mixes with with my with my with my whiskey. You so know, let's check this out. Just right. a few drops of water and it it completely relaxed. Oh yeah, it did. Oh right away, it relaxed it. Man, so before, so I'm still not getting any fudge. The vanilla, I'm getting hints of that. Uh, the the vanilla is definitely there, and yeah. also it's not that um the the ethanol rye is there. I think that's a rye, maybe. Yeah, could be just oak. Uh, I mean, on the nose, I'm not getting the caramel or pepper. Maybe that pe- maybe that pepper is that mm. spice I'm getting in my nose. That could be. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's just the like the alcohol itself. Yeah. All right, so I'm going in. I'm going in. Not much of a difference. It's a little more mellow, to be honest. Not nearly not much of a difference at all to me. I would say like definitely more. The caramels are out front. Like the other one, we let we were talking and let it breathe, and then I could sip it, and all those flavors came out. Now I can actually get them with just the three drops of water. Yeah, and I mellowed mean, it just enough no, for those other things to come out. I mean, the cinnamon's nice. the cinnamon's more up in my opinion too. There's no there's no black tea, pico tea, or whatever Co-y. you call picoe, pico, whatever. There's no, there's no tea on here. And once again, you know, I got I got this from the place I bought it from. Yeah. But there were lots of profiles out there, and it was just in this case, I was like, I didn't feel like piecing it all together. I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna pull it from where I got it from. And just go from that point. To me, they, they kind of, it's like I would expect a weeded bourbon, right? So there's a little bit of sweetness because it's a weeded. Um, there's the caramel and the oakiness because it's a bourbon, right? There's a little bit of spice there. Um, it's a 
pretty solid, well-rounded bourbon. It's nothing, yeah. Yeah. you know. That's the thing. It's just a good bourbon. <laughs> like, I'm not pulling out mints or anything like that. No. I could, you can smell. It's, it's a drinking bourbon. It, it's, yeah. I mean, it's you like can smell you the should, ethanol. It's nice to enjoy. It's It's got a little bit of that heat behind it, too. Not overbearing. I like that heat sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, I like smooth, too. I like them both, you know. Truthfully, I would expect with a bourbon to have a much more sweet flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does, mm-hmm. yeah. So but it's unique. Like so, weeded are, weeded's are unique in the sense that you know you're replacing that rye with that wheat instead. So whereas rye brings in a lot of the um, like the spice, right? The wheat tends to make it a little bit smoother and sweeter. So it's it's inter- you know it's interesting tasting it like this because you would expect it to be you know, you know what we should have sweeter, done. but it actually does have a little bite to it. Now I'm thinking about it. You know, we should have done. We should have I should have brought that bottle of old elk. Oh yeah. And yeah. compare it against that a hundred dollar bottle. I mean, those ninety nine dollar bottles. Yeah, I I mean, I have a Weller upstairs. The weeded one, the, the Re- special the reserve. Re-label? Yeah, yeah, I drank three quarters of that last night. <laughs> um, I, I think I have another weeded. I'd have to look. But if we wanted to, like, we yeah, I'm just I'm just curious how this now. I mean, because now, because like I said, the price point is two twenty. So this is not something everyone's going to go out and grab and buy, or ever buy in their lifetime, right? Yeah. Just because of who you are, you may have the money. Some people just don't want to spend that kind of money yeah. on, on, on a whiskey yeah. when they know. Look, there's great whiskeys out there. Great, we've done so many shows. We have yeah. whiskeys great whiskey at great great price points now. You know, that someone asked me what my favorite whiskey was, I'd probably tell them, look, here are the five you need to get. And yeah. I, because I don't have a favorite anymore, yeah. I really don't have a favorite. Yeah, it's too hard. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. It kind of is like I have the ones that I would love to have more of constantly, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of expensive, so I don't pick them up often. And then I have the ones that are like, yeah, these are my go-to. Yeah. These are just the ones that if I'm going to the store, I'm picking them up. Yeah, like we, we've talked about that um, Evan Williams bottle and bond. I mean, yeah. $19. Mixer's Rye. <laughs> yeah, or Mixer's Rye. Rye. You can't. Old Forester 1920. Yeah, I mean, there's some great <laughs> stuff out there. <laughs> there's some you great know. stuff out there. Now, you also have to be careful. Like what I do is I have access to it pretty much every cigar you can mm-hmm. think of. And periodically I grab some of the good ones for myself and put them in my humidor and find that I never smoke them. <laughs> I always go to the cheaper ones. It's always, uh, I'm waiting for a better occasion. Yeah. Now, do you do you put them in your humidor to get to a certain level that you like to smoke them at? Cause, you know, because they have a different percentages, right? You know, they're the 72, 70, 70, sure. 69, 65, 62. I think those little, I think even in this bag, what, these are 60... 69. 69s, okay. Yeah, those are just little, like, keep them fresh in the mail type things. Right, and yeah, they right. work. I mean, you can't oh, get them back for a, for a do. couple oh, yeah. weeks easy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so it's a good question. <laughs> Something about in the cigar world is learning what cigars age well, what cigars don't. Oh. It's, it's a hard thing to learn. It can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've smoked cigars that I thought were wonderful. I've been like, wow, this is a fantastic cigar. Go with a uh, an example... For me, and again, it's all personal preference to people, no judging yeah. here, but I had an Opus X, and I thought it was fantastic, and I was like, wow, this this Opus X in particular, I forget which one it was now, uh, was fantastic. I think it was called Purple Rain. It, I thought it was fantastic. I put one in my humidor. A year later, I smoked it, and I, I, I couldn't stand it. I was like, how did I think this was such a phenomenal cigar? Do you think because it aged? I personally don't think for my palate that an aged Opus X... It's good. I don't believe it ages well. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, that's that's me. There's gonna be a lot of people that are like, "Are you crazy?" The the older the better. So but again, it was an expensive cigar that I thought would age great, and it, it just for me it, yeah. it, it killed it. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, either, you can age a cigar forever in your box, right? right? Absolutely. Actually, cause I mean, I have I still have some Cuban cigars um, that because my, my wife went to Cuba without me. It's kind of funny, um, and I made them smuggle back a bunch of cigars for me. 
Um, <laughs> I still have a couple of those cigars in my box, and it, 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 we're going like probably five years, like when you went five years ago, when, when it was still open, when it, that little brief window when Cuba was suddenly open. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I still have a couple of those cigars, not because I'm just relishing them. It's just I've gotten so many good cigars since then. Like my box gets filled up, I go through it, gets filled up. You know, it, so I, it, that's why I just haven't smoked because I have all these other cigars I want to try. Yeah. I just know it's going to be good. I'll go to it at some point in time. Now to continue on the aging thing. Uh, Oliva, another cigar brand, mm -hmm. uh, their Siri V line. I age those, and when I pull them out and I see a dark wrapper <laughs> and all the oils have poured out, have come out of that cigar, I know it's time. It's going to be perfect. How long does it oh. take to do that? Um, honestly, you start getting good age just after a few months. Okay. But if you can get a good solid year on some, oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. Hmm. And that, that's another good point. Five years versus ten years versus one year. Maybe a one-year age is great, and five years for that cigar is not. Yeah. You know, it's it's right. a learning process. So what do, you, what do you keep your humidor at while you're doing this, right? So I, I'm assuming every single cigar you have is in the same, air, you know, humidor. You keep it at the same percentage of... Yeah, I have all my humidors, most of my humidors anyway, in the same room okay. um, of the house. But I keep everything, and I, I, it's probably the most popular is the 72%. Okay. okay. So I do 69 and, and you live in Florida, so honestly, on days like this, I would honestly expect that in Florida, and I wasn't a cigar smoker when I lived here. No, you were not. No, not at all. So I have heard of people that have had to actually dehumidify their cigars because the air is so wet. Mm. I believe that. Yeah. Mine sits, I, I mine sits at like 69, 70. Yeah. I, my, I, I keep my box in, uh, my, I have like an enoir. I keep it inside there. So it's like in the house, in a dark place. You know, in, in, in the bedroom where it gets, like, you know, the best AC goes in that bedroom. That's how I designed you know, yeah. design the house, kind of. I got my AC unit done. <laughs> it's like, you guys, you fuckers get well, You got it. There, you know? <laughs> I mean, mine's just sitting in my office I, in the I, corner. I'm really enjoying the cigar, though. This is this is really just, it's like, it, it's going perfectly with, with this whiskey. Mm -hmm. It truly is. This is a great, great choice, Rob. Yeah, yeah good choice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Super, and again, you can't go wrong with the dab it off. It was almost like I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, we were. And I also went with this cigar in particular when it came down to it. And I was like, which of the Davidoff do we want to start with the pairing? And I honestly just said, you know what? This this Davidoff late hour label and cigar matches the Willet bottle perfect. Yeah. So let's yeah. just let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Pretty simple concept. Black and gold. I like how they did the bottle in black so like, like the sun can't hit it and, and, and affect it. Because the sun can affect the flavor yeah, sure. inside the bottle. So I like how they did that. That's kind of cool. But no, this, this is a good bourbon. For, you know, look. Call it out like it is. Is it a two twenty bourbon in your eyes? I I don't know. It's a good bourbon. So know? here's the thing, and, and I'm I'm about it for the experience to begin. Yes, right. So there's some whiskeys where like you know we've dropped some money on them, and it's like yeah, I, I could see dropping money on that again. Mm -hmm. Like that was really good for something like this. I love the experience. Yeah, and and, and when you're talking about something so rare as this, what, what did you say they made 150 bottles of this? I they, no? they made a, they, actually they didn't say how many they made in this one, but they made a very limited. It's a limited release that they, yeah. they did distilled back in 2013. So it's yeah. there's only so many bottles. There's only one whatever they did that that one distilled that one day. Yeah, you know. Right. So again, that goes back to experience. I, and when you talk about spending a lot of money on 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 the whiskeys, you fall back in, and I always go back to like McAllen as the example. The the, the the 18 and 30 year, yeah. it's the flavors are so phenomenal that, and it's consistent. It's like that all the time. Yeah. Every they time have a 15 too, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've had, I think I'll they got a bunch. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. also have a bunch of different 12 years as well. Yeah. Like it's not just this, the regular. No, no. Because that double looks really good too. Yes, it they is. They got that magical M. Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that? I did have it um, okay. several it years too. ago on my birthday. Okay. Uh, we were sitting in our bar and my wife's like, you know what? Let's get you a glass of M. 
No, they're, they're pricey. You know, we keep oh, it all up there to sell. Right. It's, if you went, you're going to get it around five hundred dollars a glass. Yeah, <laughs> forty five hundred, five thousand a bottle. Five hundred dollars a glass. Correct. And I had it sitting there, and I was just new into the whiskey world, and you know, still just being used to drinking just liquor like that or whiskey like mm-hmm. that. And I made the mistake. Icing it. I shot it. Oh, you oh. shot it. That's almost as bad as him with his whatever Scott taking shots of scotch. Like when just I was younger. Yeah. So oh. I, I didn't know. I just hit it up. And as I did it, it was a roar of about six people like, no. <laughs> what gone. did you do? It was a $500 <laughs> shot you just took, dude. But I can tell you what happened on that shot. It, it opened my eyes. It was like tasting a rainbow of flavors. Like when hmm. you sit there and you look at the flavor profiles that they give you for the liquors, yeah. the M actually went across my tongue. Even though I drank it in one shot, it went across my tongue. And I went through every flavor of the whiskey rainbow. It was unbelievable. And it made you sad that you didn't take your time to sip it. And, and enjoy each sip like that. Because <laughs> you already got one, I'm guessing. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we $500 a pop, yeah, I would only yeah. get one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when the bottle gets low, I'll pull it off the shelf. And <laughs> I just see Restock time. Glasses. Yep. I keep saying that about the Louis Thirteen, and I keep missing it. It keeps mm. disappearing. <laughs> Someone else likes that one, though. Yeah. I got an empty bottle. I do? There's <laughs> a little bit in there, right? You can have it. So when the next one gets down, it's already marked for me. It gets down to one or two drinks. It comes off the shelf. You know, the more that breathed too with the water in it, it, it got even smoother. Mm-hmm. It really did. The, actually, the heat, there's no, the heat's almost gone now. Well, so for me, I, I've been really enjoying this with gone. the cigar because I'm yeah. actually getting, like, I'm still getting some of that nice pepperiness. Like, it's, it's like a spice on my tongue. It's really nice. I'm getting it with both. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we, when we were setting up, Rob, you almost told him a story. You didn't really, I don't think you told him a story. Oh, Lord. You started the story. You started it, and it's something you guys just, so I, I think you need to tell this story real quick. All right, because this is all you. I know, <laughs> I know, and that's what makes it so good. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly how it came up over the years, but Mike has a, I don't want to call it an alter ego. I'll call it a character in his head. Sure. That he refers to as Psycho Sally. And he's talked about Psycho Sally a couple times. If I'm not mistaken, Psycho Sally is a transvestite uh, uh, drag queen. So he's told this story. I am not Sally. a transvestite drag queen. Let me be very clear about this. <laughs> Only okay. Oh, now he says that. So I know he's told me about this. And where we worked together at the time down at Fort Lauderdale. And there was a, a diner in the, the building next to ours. So we'd go there for lunch every day. And we're standing in lunch. And Mike is off on the other side of the, the, the diner talking to the, I think the cashier and I'm talking to the guy cooking and I decide I'm going to pull one on Mike here. Let me see how this goes. So I tell this cook who, who is a big black guy. And I say, Hey, I said, uh, you see that guy down there? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you know, on the weekends, uh, he goes out and does drag queen shows and his name, his drag queen name is psycho Sally. He's like, nah, man, come on, say that about the man. And I'm like, you don't believe me. Ask him. He's like, Sally. And Mike turns around and looks and goes, hmm, what, Psycho Sally? <laughs> and this man lost his mind. He was like, oh, hell no. And Mike just looks at me and goes, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> well, that's up there when I had, when you lived in that condo that had the guard gate. Oh, yeah. And I didn't tell you, but for about six months, I had the guard gate believing Mike was my boyfriend. <laughs> And he would tell me about all the guys that came over to <laughs> every time I got up to the gate. And I'd beg him, don't call him. Don't call him. Let me in. I want to surprise him. I know there's something going on. And he did. <laughs> 
So poor Mike for six months is driving it out, and that guy's like, "It's fucking gay, right? <laughs> All gay guy." <laughs> <laughs> and I told Mike, he's like, "What? Oh that explains a lot. That explains a lot." <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, those are good times working back. Now the question days. is, did you ever tell the guard otherwise, or did you just let him continue forever to believe that? No, I this guard. This guard was interesting. I think he he had he had big dreams. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he stopped me one day and explained to me how dangerous his neighborhood had gotten, and he was trying to convince the HOA to build a guard gate so oh, he could Oh, was that run young guy? Gate. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, he told me the same thing. I know and, exactly who you're talking about. And yeah. I was like, wow, it's a shame. I'm like, you know, that you have to live in a neighborhood like that. He's like, yeah, the trailer park ain't what it used to be. <laughs> ain't what it used to be. That's <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what, what was it exactly? I'm a little confused here. <laughs> Nothing against anyone who lives in a trailer park. No, 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 no. not at all. <laughs> but, you know, there's some interesting ones in South Florida. Let's yeah. be very clear here. Yeah, there's some very interesting fair. ones in South Florida. And if you knew this guy, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, he was, he was off. He was definitely off. Like, he was, he was a couple things missing. And you knew that when you were talking to him. You know what I mean? He would write down your license plate number on a piece of paper. That was worthless. You couldn't read what he wrote. Yeah, no, he was... It was rough. He was was just doing his thing. He was a nice guy, though. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was doing his job. He was protecting the community. So, you know, we used to commute together, too. And uh, this is back in the day before Sun Pass. And um, we would take turns driving. So he's driving one day. And we had to, you know, pull up into the, you know, toll booth and pay the people, right? So he pulls up. (laughs) I just lean over. Help me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you were driving. I was rolling a joint. Oh. <laughs> and as we pulled up to the booth, I'm like, I don't want this lady to see me rolling a joint. So you had a dust towel in the car, and I threw it over my lap. So it's covering my hands and my lap, which just looked odd. And as we're driving away, Mike leans out the window. Help me. <laughs> but that's not the first time. He likes to do things like walk by cops and go, check his pockets. <laughs> Why do you do that to me? <laughs> Never walking with you in public. Oh, my God. Not with anything in your pockets. <laughs> I would have bailed you out afterward. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it was for me. It was, it was the comedy of it. Yeah, you know, you know it, was, it was worth it for me. I had a great time watching. <laughs> and I'm still his friend. I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I've actually known this guy. This guy. This guy. Uh, the cigar guy. Um, I've known this guy since I was in second grade. That's a long mm-hmm. time, man. That's a long time. That good history. Yeah, good history, man. A lot, a lot of history, a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, that we, got, we did together. Even, like, we split off. We didn't see each other for a couple of years, and somehow we got back in the middle again and started hanging out again, you know. It was always good times. And never, uh, why don't you call or where have you never. been? Never. Yeah, I was just like, oh, hey, like what's I, up, dude? Just you know, come on in. That's how good friendships are. Yeah. 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 Just keep on keeping on. Yeah, and, it, you know, good friendships always come back together, so. Friendship we've never had to work on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just naturally. It, Mike yeah. makes it easy. Yeah. This yeah. personality that you get out of him, the jokes, the fun, has been since we were eight years old. Yeah. yeah no, From a young it, age, I it, knew every time I, I hang with the cave, I'm cracking up. <laughs> yeah, we always had good times, man. We always had good times. Um, it's not to get off subject, but so we, when we were talking yesterday, you were telling me about an event that you guys were involved with uh, up, in Ar- oh, up in Arizona, whatever, over in Arizona. Um, where it was a cigar pairing, f- dinner, food, cigar, and tequila pairing. Yeah, that and, was... And there was, there was people there from the cigar business and the tequila business pairing the foods? Correct. We did a, a dinner. Um, people, played a, people paid a fee up front. It was a nice five-star restaurant, maybe even Michelin-starred really, uh, rated. Um, we had their, they actually had a giant back patio they could access. And I think we had about 100, 150 people. Dang. Um, yeah, that all got... A high-end steak, five-course steak dinner. Yeah. Um, with each course, we provided a different 
flavor profile from Patron, the tequila. Okay. And a Rocky Patel cigar. Nice. And we ran, the Rocky Patel was all there, uh, his vintage line. He's got different years, like 94, 92, 06, mm-hmm. 2000s, like that. Um, and we had set up a table with all the Rocky Patel cigars, so if people were digging it, they could buy them. Yeah. Um, we had the vice president, and I forget the position of the other gentleman that came out for Patron. So with every course of the meal that was served, the people from Rocky Patel explained the guitar, or the, the <laughs> cigar. <laughs> while my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, while my cigar gently weeps. <laughs> well, while my cigar, that's awesome, while my cigar gently weeps. Um, and so we were able to, you know, break down the cigars, how they were built, why they were built that way. The same with the tequila. Just use your hand. Rob, just use your hand. You don't worry about it. Man. There you go. I gave you a nice cue. <laughs> yeah, use that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little sand on it, so it may... <laughs> Table's clean. I, I washed it. I washed it. It's fine. Here, I'll move this over here, and that'll make it easier for me. I think. There we go. Just the one. There we go. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you were saying? So you're. Uh, so yeah, with the different flavor profiles from the tequila, I can't remember the different ones. Sure. Did, I mean, but if yeah. anybody's curious, I know the show talks about whiskey, um, but the tequila world has really grown. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to. I was lucky enough to spend a week down at the. Uh, Hacienda de Patron in Mexico at the actual distillery. They've wow. got a beautiful, almost like a mansion setup, kind of hotel style, around a big fountain, and that's where all their guests stay. While they're there, they feed you a few times a day. It's an, a great experience if anybody gets the opportunity to go okay. down there. Awesome. And you two are the, the, the distillery. Uh, the most exciting part for me was they actually make a smoked Patron. Ooh, that sounds it, delicious. Correct, and you pour it on ice, just like with any other tequilas, and you're seeing this more and more. We're getting this more in our bars that instead of the whiskeys and bourbons, people are buying the tequilas, getting the gla- getting it poured over ice, oh. and sipping it. Okay. Did they, tell you, did they happen to show you how they made the smoked tequila? It was amazing. It, they actually have these big fire pits set okay. up outside, and they smoke the agave after the ferment process. Oh. Uh, yeah, after the ferment process, they take the melted agave, right, and they burn them. They smoke them. Hmm. Uh, wow. And then from those, that's they, not how I thought they would have done it. That's interesting. From there, they uh, processed the tequila. Wow. Yeah. Now, when they did that that food pairing, they had five different patrons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, surprising that there's even that many. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm kind of curious what. Yeah. Now, uh, are those patrons available, or are those, oh, yeah, those are special? Like, absolutely. They brought it, so you only oh. get it like yep. at all of them are available. Oh, are they? Okay. Because I know for a while the uh, Patron Espresso was a little hard to find. Yeah. The XO. The yeah, it was it was a little hard to find for a while. It was almost, almost disappeared for a while. Not that they weren't making it. Was, I just knew you couldn't find it anymore. Like it, it, was, it became a thing. Yeah, I didn't experience that, but I also may just not have been looking for it. And well, you know, we, get from the, right. this, we get from the vendors. Right. Um, but I can tell you with that uh, Espresso Patron, Nice little surprise. I learned this at the at the Hacienda de Patron, okay. uh, the first night of dessert. Uh, the guy comes up to me. I had gotten a bowl of vanilla ice cream, and the guy comes up behind me and pours some of the espresso Ooh, tequila on it. Oh, that was delicious. That's amazing. That sounds really good. That is amazing. Now, I, I, I'm not I, – I, I, I used to do shots of tequila back in the day. Everyone did. You know, Corvo, which, you know, sure. gold. Uh, but, I mean, I, I did like Patron. You know, to me, Patron was more of a – even back then, it, I, I always said this is a sipping – Tequila, like you don't. It felt wrong doing shots of it to me because it, it was thicker. It, it was just a regular, even a regular Patron seemed thicker. But I, when, I, when I tried the espresso one, I'm like, I would never do shots of this. Correct. Like no, I would sip this. Yeah. I know yeah. they. Were, I know for a while it was a popular drink. Maybe it still is a popular drink. So I don't you know. 
the uh, espresso martinis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Patron. That, that's a very, I know that was a very popular drink yeah. for a while. Um, but that's cool. That sounds like a really cool event. So how, I'm just curious how the guy was pairing the cigars with the food and how he knew. I mean, so were people smoking and eating at the same time or were they eat and smoked? It, 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 people were doing it differently. Um, okay. And we had. Was he instructing you to do it differently? 10 or 15 tables. No, it was pretty much what you wanted to do. If okay. you didn't even okay. want to light it, you didn't have to. Okay. You just keep smoking the same one you had. Yeah. Right, because, um, I mean, some people like to finish the cigars. Some people, because I know, like, you save your cigars and you put them in your little tubes and make sure you, because you, you, you smoke all your cigars to the end. I know that. I try um, to. You try to. But so, like, an event like that, someone just might want to just enjoy the one cigar they're smoking through the whole process. Correct. Okay. Yeah, there's no rules around it. But okay. again, a large part of it was the learning process of why the cigar was made the way it was. What okay. fillers and, and binders they use, the wrapper. That sounds like a great night. we we got to find one. I know they yeah. do that one at uh, Okeechobee Steakhouse. Yeah, with, they do. With the Scotch. They, did the, they just did the Whistle Pig one. They did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But actually, you know, speaking of that event, so actually on Instagram, we follow you guys. And we've I've noticed that you guys have been doing that more and more. I think you guys had done a couple whiskey ones before that as well. Well, we do a lot of whiskey events yeah. uh, in the bar. Um, there was a time we were doing four or five a week. Uh, right before COVID hit, we were just rolling them out. Um, and and for all most all of them, the vendors will come out and uh, have an ambassador with their yeah. liquor explaining it to everybody. Now, some of them are just basic events where we're doing tastings of something special that people want. Yeah. And we don't have an ambassador out. And they just get whatever cigar we paired. Okay. Um, when it's the the more rare liquors, we'll use a a finer cigar. Okay. Pairing. And okay. do the ambassadors usually come out for the finer ones, or is it kind of it, like it's hit and miss on them? Gotcha. But a lot of the times we get the ambassadors out, and that's when we really get packed. Everybody wants to come in and learn, right? Because right. no matter how many times I listen to these guys talk, I learn something. Now I know you guys have two bars. Which bar do you usually do that? The Scottsdale one or the, um, the I forgot the name of the location, but the other location. Um, the Gilbert one, the Gilbert I would one? say, is probably better for in-house ambassadors to tell their stories and stuff. Scottsdale's okay. very, Scottsdale's more of a, a transient. We do have a base of customers that are always there, but you get a lot of walk-bys. Tourists. And, and yeah. tourists, because in that area, we're in an area called Old Town of Scottsdale, and it's just literally bar after bar after bar, so gotcha. a lot of people are just kind of bar hopping. hopping. Yeah, Correct. so, okay. And then what they do is it's about one in the morning, they've been out all night, and they see a cigar bar, and they're like, let's <laughs> no, try that. Right. And then, and then someone inhales it. <laughs> of course, they're in there, right? Now they're like, hey, someone well, inhales a cigar. <laughs> I've never smoked one before, and I've oh. had about 18 they hit, and, and they hit like a joint. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. My, my support staff in Scottsdale is always busy cleaning up a mess. <laughs> I feel well, then a little kudos out to that support staff, because right. that, that, that is a messy job. But we will do the a lot of the events for the tastings and the pairing okay. of the cigars. We'll offer it in Scottsdale yeah. without the ambassador. Gotcha. All right, so have you chased it with the ice yet? I have. So it, so it, it's a kind of, I mean, you put in way more ice than I did. I think you did two. You think you I put in two. a few. I, I put in one. I put two in. So for me, um, it's about the same as yeah. the three drops. I don't, yeah, I, it, it, exactly. It's about the same as the three drops. I, I did, it really, it only, did, only it made maybe, it cooler. made it chiller. Yeah, yeah it chilled yeah, it, it up chilled a little it bit, little which bit. is what I need right now, because like Rob here, who's dying from the heat, I am, I'm a fat Italian. I, sm- I, I sweat when I eat cornflakes in the morning. So well, I tell you, this cold whiskey right now is feels really good, good, right? <laughs> but what do you think about this whiskey? Um, it's very good. Um, I think I agree with you guys on the. I wouldn't buy this as a regular. Oh no! Yeah, yeah no, no. But it's like if you run out of it, and you you know a couple years go by, and you're like, man, I really haven't had one of those in a minute. I kind of want to try it again. 
Correct. And I like, pick I'm, one up and then it sits in your closet for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you pull out people, somebody you like, you really like, or you want to yeah. maybe impress to a certain degree. You pull this out. Hey, listen, this is a really special model. I want to share this with you. You know, because we recently just did the chicken cock yeah. um, island rooster, which is same price, yeah. 220 and it's a, it's a rye, so you can't compare a rye to a weed of bourbon. It's also, like, completely differently made. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I almost enjoyed This is good. I don't know if I enjoyed the other one better. We, we drank a lot more of it that night. <laughs> we did. We did drink a lot more of it that night. We did. And we're not done yet, obviously. No, but also yeah. I think the fact that that Island Rooster, you can get a lot easier. Yes. It's not like super rare. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, yeah, Island Rooster is easy to find. It's just, it truly is easy to it's find. It's just the because of how it's made. This the is, cost is, this is harder to find. I had to, I had to. Yeah. And there's it's it's special batches. So, so like, there's only going to be so many of this particular batch you can find. So my, so my story with this is actually I had ordered a bottle from somebody else at a much higher price point. And then something happened when they canceled the order on me because they didn't want to sell that at that price anymore. I'm like, oh damn! And then I started searching. I found this one. I was like, ooh! I jumped on it. I jumped on it, and I was having like this little kind of weird whiskey anxiety because I was getting ready for the email. Like, oh, we're not gonna send, send it to you. Yeah. Like, at least, your heart's I already been broken it. once. Yeah, so. my heart was already broken once. You're gonna break my heart so many times. But, you, know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I love whiskey. You know, we get together, we hang out, oh, right. we talk about the cork. You know, I love your cork. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, this has actually been a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot about cigars. Some of the history of cigars, um, Rob. Thanks so much for coming out uh, and hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, you were a great guest. You got to be on the show again, by the way. Oh, yeah, but we'll have to fly you out on our, our whiskey expense account. Yeah. Oh, rah, rah, rah. So uh. the Billy, eight-year-old <laughs> weeded Kentucky straight bourbon. Yeah, it was not a bad experience. No, yeah. and and you nailed it with the cigar, by the way. Yeah, I, I, again, I cheated. You totally I think, yeah, so nailed I think it. you could have nailed it. Definitely with get any the, of the Davidoff. The, the Davidoff. Really? Uh, yeah, they're so they're so Winston good. Churchill, the late hour. If you want to try pairing it, if you can, if you have a bottle of this already at home, or any if you planned on if, any any weed. Well, I mean, give it a shot with this yeah. one if you want the experience that we yeah. had, right? Yeah. If you can, if you already have a bottle, or you can find it for around that two hundred dollar range, and you are willing to spend the money, or you happen to be in a cigar bar and you see it there and yeah. pick yourself up a glass of it. You it's know, a great way to experience it. Yeah. It is a good way to experience this a- whiskey. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is a very good bourbon. It is a very good bourbon. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I absolutely guess it. If you can find it for 200 220 get it. Grab a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Put it in your collection, special occasions, yeah. pull it out, pull it out rare, but get it. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Um, it, it, I think it's, I think it's, a, it, it's a good experience. Like it you is. kept saying, it's a great experience for the price point. Having these cigars are, are going perfect with it. Uh, but definitely try it out. But I think these cigars would go good with almost any whiskey. Let's I think be, so let's too. be clear here. I think this would go with any any Absolutely. whiskey. I think so too. Uh, I mean, these are great. Smoke. And you said you can get this pack on Fox Cigar. Absolutely. How much is this uh, on Fox Cigar? I believe this kit is eighty five dollars. Eighty five. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll put a, we'll we'll go on your website. We'll put a link and yeah. we'll send it out on Instagram so everybody Fantastic. for our, our listeners to go check it out Absolutely. and pick it up. Very cool. Um, and where does uh, Fox Cigar operate out of over there? We in operate Arizona? out of. Uh, Mesa, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix. Okay. Um, we have a bar in Gilbert, Arizona, and a bar in Scottsdale, but our, our warehouse for the online is out of Mesa. Nice. Okay. Cool. Check out foxcars.com. Sign yeah. up for their mailing list. They have great specials. Always. And you know what? whenever you go to a website, they have great bundle packs. Yeah. And that, to me, is like the best thing ever. Yeah, get on the mailing list because we do crazy, crazy deals. You do. Yeah. Actually, you know, you guys do. I, really I, do. I, I look at your emails every day. And, and it's I, crazy I have have to, It's like... It's weird. I have to fight myself from going to buy whiskey and to fight myself from buying cigars. I got some deals. You buy a box of 10 cigars, and I'm sending you 15 extra cigars. Nice. Yeah, those are good. Nice. So you, t- you take care of your customers. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 
And if you're in the Arizona, you know, yeah, area, yeah. Check, go check out, out those bars. You know, it. check, check them it. out. Visit one of their events. It sounds like they got some stuff stuffy. popping off. They're, they're like super awesome yeah, sports I, bars. And I've been to both, they're and they're great. actually great. One's a very classic style cigar bar to me. Our Scottsdale location. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Scottsdale's more of a hangout bar. Yeah. I thought your Gilbert bar is, to me, more of a classic. Oh, yeah, it's more of a classic type. Classic bar, classic cigar, hangout. Like you, when you go you get to the cigar, big push, like cushy chairs that you sit down. We have in. big leather chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys have that classic style cigar bar, whiskey bar, and then you have your Scottsdale, which is you know a little more lively, a little well, more. You got to be because if you're in that area where yeah. all the bars are, so that makes but sense. You, but but both locations give you a great experience, yeah. and, so, yeah. and, and and your bartenders are very knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely we ha- and we have support staff specifically for helping you pick a yeah. cigar. Nice, awesome. yeah. nice. That's that's awesome. So if you you're got, first time, we got you. If you're if you're uh, an experienced cigar smoker, we got you. And tell them Frisky Whiskey sent you, and they have no idea what you're talking about, but just just to say it. Yeah, just <laughs> say it <order laughs> online. Leave a note that uh, you, you came in from Frisky Whiskey, and I'll, I'll figure out something to do for you. Nice. Ooh, there you nice. go. There you go. Nice. There you go. But this is a great show tonight. It has been. has been. And I know it was a little hot out here, Rob. Thanks for thanks for sweating it out with us, yeah. if you no, will. No, I, I had a lot of fun, <laughs> and I, I would love to do it again. And this is this is some good whiskey. Check it out. The Willet Kentucky Straight Bourbon Wheat. Whiskey, weeded whiskey. <laughs> you know, I, I was turning the bottle. I saw like WH. I'm like, is it weed? Well, oh, whiskey. Well, 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 you know, all our listeners and TIs already used to me to cave speak. Yeah. Happens all the time. It actually happens in my writing, my, yeah. my, my notes too. Uh, but this is a great night tonight, Rob. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you it so was, much. This, was, this was a pleasure having you on our show. I've been excited for you joining our yeah, show. Yeah, this, this, is, this has been a pleasure. Great cigars tonight. Great whiskey. TI. Great night tonight, Rob. Absolutely. Great night tonight. Everybody out there, check them out, foxcigar.com. Get some Willet Weeded uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Enjoy the, uh, what was it called again? The, the Davidoff. Uh, Davidoff. Winston uh, Churchill. Late hour. The late hour. The late hour. But everybody have a great night tonight. Enjoy your whiskey. Join us. Uh, follow us. Like us. Uh, send us a message. Hey, try some yeah. whiskeys we haven't tried yet. Let us know. Check we'll, us we'll out on, on YouTube the show. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, Just Definitely a, check us out on YouTube. Great time. I am such a good looking guy. You would love to see me. <laughs> Have a good evening, everybody.